As I said earlier, we can celebrate because Jesus is alive and well. But the question comes to each one of us in this room is this. Do we truly worship him? Are we genuine worshipers of Christ? Do we really, you know, is worship just something that we say we do? Is worship something that we just go through the motions on a Sunday or Friday? Or do we have life worship? What is life worship? If I had to ask you that question to someone, what is life worship to you? What is life worship? Oh, I thought you answered. I'm sorry. Anyone know what life worship is? What's life worship? Worship you do constantly throughout your life, all right? Anyone else? Here's a definition I want you to think of. Believers in Jesus Christ living their lives for God's glory. That's what life worship is. Believers in Jesus Christ living their lives for God's glory. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says this to us. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Whatever you do. You know, whatever is a word, you know, I don't know how many of you have ever, I know when I was in the States, that would be something that we would, people would say, especially Valley girls would tell you something if you said, they'd be like, whatever, you know, like, you know, they'd be like, anyone ever, you know, those type of girls or people, the Valley girls, like, you know, you see them on TV, whatever, you know, but whatever you do, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Who knows what I'm talking about? Please don't make me, all right, some people know me, right? All right? Whatever you do, do it to bring glory to God. That's a very hard thing to do. That's something that we need to understand. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I had a great vacation. Great. You know, I went away, um, didn't see people who I knew at a present time. I just got away from everything, you know? Then, on Monday night, well, uh, technically I almost missed the boat. I just got in the boat and then my car got on and they closed the boat up. Monday night, you know, I was very tired, got some sleep, you know, all this stuff. Tuesday morning, I get up, getting ready to go to work, you know, got my clothes on. Of course, I had my clothes on, I, you know, that's how you go to work. You know, I showered and did everything I had to do, brushed brush my teeth too, you know, did all of that, getting ready to go to work. Come out the door, and I noticed my car door was a little crack. And I said to myself, I don't remember leaving it like that. As I opened the door, I noticed that my stereo was gone. I noticed that my steering wheel had been busted. I noticed that I had a lot of things in my car that was destroyed. Like I said, whatever you do, have an attitude of worship. Do you think during that time, I had a true attitude of worship? I will say that I was kind of calm than I, I was calmer than I thought I would be. But I was not out there saying, praise the Lord, my car got broken into. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. But we need to recognize that as we go through our life, our life needs to be about worship. We need to be living for Christ in everything that we do. 
And we're going to look at a couple of those things tonight as we think about things in our lives that we need to honor God in. Number one we want to look at is our speech. Do you honor God in your speech? Are, are your words uplifting the people? Do your words bring peace to people? I need a couple of verses, but we're going to focus on one. Ephesians 4.29 says this, But let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, or no unwholesome words, some virgins say, come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. <laughs> All right? Now you've heard me say this before, but I think us as Bahamians, we are some of the worst people at this for building people up. Bahamians, we know how to put people down. You know, building up is like one of the hardest things for a Bahamian, especially guys. It's hard for guys to say, man, you did a good job, you know, or, or like, that's just like, that's just like not something you do, you know, you're like, you're just giving a word of encouragement. You know, the, the first thing that comes out of a guy's mouth most of the time is the most discouraging thing in the world. You like mine, right? Yes. All right, that's like our, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, I mean, like, it's just like, I mean, they could say, you could tell that person, but I ain't gonna lie, but that's, that's some fresh shoes. But you like mine, but you know, like, you know, you're just trying to encourage them, but like, you know, but I ain't gonna lie, but that was one solid Bible study, but you like mine, you know, like, that's just like, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just a response that we have, you know, it's like, I mean, we are very, we are very homophobic people. Like, that's like our things that we love to say, all right? You know, that's like, you know, again, a guy cannot compliment a guy. That's just like, it's very hard. But we could always put down. And God doesn't want us to put down. He said, let no corrupt talk, but let things that lift people up. If I had to come to you and, and just say, you know, I ain't calling him because I don't want no one to think I'm picking on him and just this just a be the thing. Well, you dumb, but you know, like how you how you get an F on that test, but you just dumb, but you know, something wrong with you. Would that be encouraging? No. But do you know how we as humans are wired? It's so easy for us to discourage people instead of encourage people. Encouragement is like foreign to us. It's like another language a lot of times. To encourage someone is like, you know, we, we just, I mean, so, to encourage someone is like they had to do something like extraordinarily out of the box to, for someone to say, man, you did a good job. I made a question. How many times, when's the last time you've been encouraged? I want you to think about the last time you've been encouraged. All right, just think about that for a second. I don't want you to share it. But I want you to think of the last time you've been discouraged. Don't discouragement outweigh the encouragement? When you say discouragement outweighs encouragement for most people? You know, we, we always can remember the, how people talk around us or talk bad about to us. All right? We know times we're discouraged, we've been discouraged. But to be encouraged, it's hard to remember. So the first thing is, as we think of our speech, and this is, this is guys and girls a lot, 
We didn't hear a lot of gossip. Boy, you saw so-and-so today at school. Boy, man, she thought, you know, and then you just talk bad about them. Swearing, cussing people out. You know, like sometimes guys, you know, guys on a basketball court, you know, you, you try to be cool because you're around these other guys, so you want to be cool and you use these words that you know you shouldn't be using. You know, I remember, I remember playing baseball. And I remember I, it was this guy, I remember one game I went out to um, the stadium and the game was rained out. And we were waiting to see if we would be playing, they was going to do some work in the field, but the game eventually rained out. And I remember every other word out of this guy's mouth was the F word. And I thought to myself, wow, how does he even talk to anyone? That was all, I mean, he, he had that so ingrained in him, that's all he kept on saying, and he didn't even know. Some of you are like that, where you just think, you know what? I want to say be around my friends because I'm cool. Because they're going to accept me or do more things. What about lying? Hmm. How many of you have li good liars? <laughs> you know? Is that a good trait to have? And some of you are probably thinking, yes, that's a good trait to have. But it's not a good trait to have. Because let me just tell you something. Let me tell you something. When it comes to lying, the truth normally comes out. And when you lie, you have to remember every single lie you ever told. Because if I lied and said something to Drew, I got to remember that same story to tell Michael because if I don't, and they talk to each other, they can say, something ain't lying up. So when you lie, you got to make sure that you, you have to make sure you remember your story and make sure that you don't forget. Sorry for that. Secondly, and this is a hard one, whatever you do, bring honor and glory to God through our friends. Friends. I want you to think of your friends for a second and ask yourself this question. Do my friends bring me closer to the relationship to God? Or do... Alright, all y'all... Basically, everyone in the room just said no. And you know what? That is sad. I mean, I don't even, look at that. I feel like I don't even need to go on no more in the last thing. Y'all done y'all, what y'all doing is wrong. But this is what 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says this. Don't be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Or bad company corrupts good character. Let me just tell you something. You may not be the person that's involved in whatever things that that person does that's not any good. Whether that person drinks, smokes, cusses, carries on. But I'm going to tell you something. If you hang with them, you're a part of it. You want me to tell you why? How many of you have ever been falsely accused of something from your parents? How many of you have ever been falsely accused of... Of drinking or smoking or cussing because the group you hang with. All right. You know why? Because this verse is true. Bad company always corrupts good character. The truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is that if you're hanging with this group of people, that's who you want to become. You want me to tell you why I say that? Because if you hang with these people, that's who you're eventually going to become. 
You know, I know for me growing up at your age, I had two group of friends. I had my church friends, and I had my school friends. All right? And with my church friends, I was completely different. But when it came to my school friends, I wanted to be accepted. All right? I did things that... Quiet down. I did things that I shouldn't have done. Now, let me just say that I never drank. I never smoked. I never done none of that in my life. All right? But let me tell you something. Just because I didn't do any of that, and I don't say it's for marriage, because when you're all, all thinking, at least I didn't drink, he didn't smoke. See, must he was, you know, anyway. No, so I wasn't doing that, right? All right? But let me tell you this. I wanted to hang with those people. You know, I was with those people because, you know what? I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted people to think of me as this cool person. But you want me to say something? At the end of the day, I did stupid things for the friends. I got caught in a situation where I was in a hotel room. And look at me, look at me, all mine is gone. I was in, I was in a hotel room with some of my friends, and they decided they wanted to bust open one of those liquor things in the hotel room and just steal the things out of it because they we weren't they were just doing work there. We could just do what we want and leave. I didn't touch any of the stuff, but I allowed it to happen. The same thing with. Some of us as boys, especially, we go over to a friend's house and the pornography comes up on the computer screen or the movie. <laughs> listen, listen, this isn't a joke. Why, you know, and it, listen. You know what I was very sad? I'm mean, very sad about this that y'all think it's a joke. It's no joke. It's no joke. Pornography comes up on a computer screen or, or a movie or whatever you want, you know, you're doing. And you sit there and watch it. Let me tell you something, guys. Those images don't come out of your head. Those images last a very long time in your head. And you, some of you guys know that. And you want me to tell you what ends up happening? You compare those people you saw in those movies or videos or pictures to your girlfriend or the, your wife and it causes problems when you get married. Just because you want to be accepted. Just because you don't want to be called a punk or a sissy. Because you say, I'm not going to watch that, I'm going home. I think I've told you all this story, but I remember the age of 17. I was to a, a friend's house, well it was a party. It was her 17th birthday. And our parents allowed alcohol to the party. All of my friends, all the people who I was there with, who was to the party, they were drinking, doing what they wanted. But what I did is, that was when we had them old bubblers. I called my mom and dad to come pick me up. And you know what some of you say, but you're a punk, but you're a sissy. But guess what? I'm glad I made a decision. You want me to tell you why? Because I look at some of those people now, and I realize 
They got nothing in life to look forward to. All they're doing is wasting their life. That could have been me. Because if I'd allowed to buy a company, it would have corrupted everything in me. They're wasting their lives. And again, some of you just allow it to go through your life. I want to skip the next one and go to number four, video, game, video games. And some of you are thinking, well, you know, video games. What is wrong with video games? There's nothing wrong. Let me ask a question. Is every video game a good video game? I'll never forget the first time. I know probably 80 or 90% of you have this game. But I remember the first time I ever saw Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto movie, uh, uh, PlayStation game. Because at that, time, at that time, it was only for PlayStation. I think it, it has expanded now. But I just remembered and I thought, listen, I thought to myself when I saw someone playing that one time, I'm like, that ain't happening in the car what I think is happening in the car. I said, there's no way a video game would do that. Especially with teenagers who are playing it. You know, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this. I appeal to you therefore, brethren, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. What it says, look here, I want you to give your spiritual worship. I want you to sacrifice everything to me. When you play these video games, and, and, I, and I know in my day, I remember one of the video games I used to love to play that probably wasn't the best was Mortal Kombat. That was like, that was like the most deadliest game at that time. You know, all the finish him and all the pulling of the heart, and that was like deadly at that time. Video games today, I know, I haven't, I mean, I haven't played those video games, but I'm sure today, video games are so real that they, they, they might as well just be just like I already talked about pornography videos. I know that because of some of the games that you play. You allow these things to consume you. Verse 2 says this. Do not be conformed as well, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern the will of God. You see, if we allow stuff to come into our minds all the time, the stuff that we are watching, the stuff that we are playing, what's going to happen? We're going to allow ourselves to be filled with junk. God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God wants us to renew our minds. He wants us to change it. How many of you, how many of you and we're going to get to that part, but how many of you... The next one we're going to look at is music. How many of you watch something or listen to something and you can remember everything like that? You have that type of mind. You only got to listen to a song once and it's like, bam. Alright, five, six, nine, okay? Alright, some of you have it just like that. You can't get those songs out of your mind. Right? How many of you like that? You know, I remember, again at your age, I love my Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem. I loved all those groups, right? All those rappers. Some of you, you know, some of you don't even know about them, but they were the ones who started all the gangster rap. And I remember listening to these, these guys. All the music talked about was drinking, smoking, sex, everything else. That's all they talked about. But you know what? I knew every single lyric of those songs. I knew the unedited version, and I knew the edited version. I knew, and I, you know what happened though a lot of times? I tried to justify it. Because you know what I said? 
I don't listen to the un, I don't listen to the unedited version. I listen to the more edited version. But I could fill in the blanks. Especially, you know, some of those songs where basically they might as well just not just had the unedited version because there was no other song but the words that was edited. You know, those type of songs. We allow this stuff to come in our minds, and you won't tell something it destroys you. Today, I wish I could just get my mind full of, out of that, all that junk. I wish I could just go somewhere and I could suck everything out. But I can't. I can't. Somebody could just pass me and start to play a beat, and I know the, the whole song. That's how bad it is. And this is bad music. But when it comes to trying to, you know, listen to a, a Christian song or even trying to um, study and, and memorize God's Word, I can't. But any type of music that was like that, bam, 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 bam. Even today, I am 33 years old. I haven't listened to that type of music for almost 18 years, plenty of years, plenty of years, all right? I made a commitment to myself to stop listening to secular music because it was becoming an idol in my life. It was becoming a god in my life. And I've stuck to that as best as I could. There's been one or two songs, that, and that's why I have to watch out. Um, I hear it on the radio, and I, I know it. I, I pick it up like that. My daughter is just like that. Mercy can listen to a song once, and she knows the lyrics. I mean, she'll go around singing Katy Perry, and I'm like, that's not really what I want to sing in. <laughs> I could just imagine her one time, you know, going up in front of the church, and she's probably singing a song to praise the Lord, and she'll sing, you know, anyway, you know, <laughs> you know, I could imagine that happening. Because we allow ourselves, we allow ourselves to be consumed with all this garbage. We know the computer term, G-I-G-O, garbage in what? Garbage out. If we fill our minds with junk, that's what's going to happen. Philippians 4.89 says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We are to focus on the things of God. We are to focus on whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right in the eyes of the Lord. That is what we're supposed to focus on. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Here it is, Paul is saying, look, look at my life. Look at me. I've showed you how to live for Christ. What about you? Could you truly tell someone that? That you could say, look at my life, you'll see Christ. Or if someone look at your life, would they see the devil? You see, the problem is, too many times we as Christians... We call ourselves Christians, but our worship is not sincere. We're not life worshipers. All we are are church worshipers. We're the people who sit in the front seat of the church and raise our hand and sing praise to God, but yet our hearts are far from God. We don't, we don't know anything about Him. We play church. We play God. We play the game. TV movies, again. Oh, man, how many stuff in... in, in Time do we waste watching TV and movies that we shouldn't? All right, we don't watch movies. All right, anyway, 
We don't watch TV, all right, stream, internet, whatever it is, right? How many, let's be honest, listen to me. How many of you are binge, binge watchers on Netflix and, and everything else, or Hulu Plus, that you have to watch a whole season of something that one show in, or like, you have to watch many episodes, all right? You know, we have so much time for those things, but when it comes to God, we don't have barely any time. We could sit down and watch the three-hour movie, but we can't give God ten minutes to do our quiet time. And let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself here. I like to watch TV. TV to me is the thing that I could just sit down and I clear my mind. I don't have to worry about nothing. It's like I go into my own little world because it relax. It, it's something that relaxes me because it's entertainment. But we can allow these things to just penetrate us and do whatever it is. 2 Timothy 2.22 or the Psalms 101.3 I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Listen to that. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. All these movies that we watch, you know, we allow these things to just penetrate our lives. It's all about what we watch. And just goes in. And lastly, the last thing we want to look at is this. Computer internet. <laughs> this for me is like the biggest thing that consumes my life. Because I'm a person, I go on the internet and I ain't even, I'm not even looking for something, but I'm just wasting time. Anyone ever been there? You do that? You know, you know you ain't got nothing you ain't got nothing on the internet to look up. But then like you find out like for me, you know, I just looked at ESPN.com, but now I gotta go to ESPNChicago.com because I gotta see what happened there. And then after that I gotta go to Bleacher Report and I gotta go to this place, that place, this place. And y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but that's just for me. We waste time. You know, we waste our time on the internet. We waste our time looking at things that we shouldn't be looking at, guys. Do you know the statistics show that 50%, and this is just talking about pastors, listen, 50% of pastors, I didn't say young people, I said pastors struggle with pornography. 50% of pastors struggle with pornography, statistics true. Two thirds, I think, I think a statistic says 75% of young people will come to some contact of pornography. I would say it's probably higher today. You see, these are things that we just fill our minds with. We, just, we spend too much time invested. You know, we go on Facebook, we, we do these, sometimes we create profiles that don't even exist and we talk to people and you know, the list goes on what people do. We just do things that we, because you know why? We have nothing else to do. We waste so much time. I actually just, I, I want you to just think about this tonight. We looked at all these different ones. The first one we want to look at is 2 Timothy 2.22. 5.3. But sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. What it's saying is this. Paul is saying, look, we allow sexual sins, pornography, to be all we're about. You know, the internet is so easy that you're not, you may not even be looking for that type of stuff. 
But just on the side of the page, it's something that just comes there. Hi, my name is Sheila. You know? Click on me if you want to know me better. Listen, we laugh about that. We laugh about that, but you know what? Many of you in this room have probably clicked on that. And that's why your computer has so much pop-ups. Majority of pop-ups only come up because you've clicked on that before. You see, we allow ourselves to be consumed with all these things. So what is our answer to like? Is worship supposed to affect every area of our lives? And the answer is yes. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says this. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do. Whatever I watch, whatever I read, whatever I listen to, whatever I do, I'm going to bring honor and glory to God. Are you doing that? Am I doing that? Are people looking at my life and saying, you know what, he truly honors God with his life. Secondly, another answer for life is this. Whatever you do, do a, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Colossians 3.23 Whatever you do, work wholeheartedly. Give the Lord 100%. Let me ask a question. What happens when you give a test or your homework half of what you can do? What normally happens? You get what? Half the results. I know there are some people who are bad test takers. I'm one of them. I can study for a test. And I can know everything before that test. From some strange reason, that test gets on my plate right there, and my mind goes blank. But I'm talking about homework. Listen. I'm talking about homework that you have to do. If you don't only do half of the work, you're going to get half the grade. The same thing comes with God. Same thing comes to our relationship with God. If we only give God half of us, He's only going to get half of us. He wants all of us. He doesn't want this piece over here. He doesn't want the church piece. He wants every piece. He doesn't want you to just have church friends and these friends. He wants your friends to be honoring to God. Surround yourself with people who honor God. You see, too many times we allow these people to just ruin our character. I've seen so many people's lives get ruined because they hang with the wrong people. They're good people. But because they hang with the wrong people, the crowd just brings them down. You know what happens, and I'm going to close with this. And I'm going to talk to the ladies in this room. I'm a man, I know, but I want to talk to the ladies in closing. Ladies, never fall for the trick in life to say, I'm going to date this boy, and I'm going to, I'm going to date, let's be serious please, I'm going to date this boy, and I'm going to change him for Christ. He could, we could bring him to church, and I can make sure he got changed. The biggest lie ever told to you. Because let me tell you something, you can't change anyone. And let me know what's going to eventually happen to you. 
they're going to pull you down. I want to just show you in closing an example. Come here, Drew, for a second. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. Drew, I'm going to stand the chair. All right, watch this. Please don't break. Drew, I'm going to try to pull you up. Can I pull him up? Drew, pull me down. See, that is muscular, yeah. Thank you. That's what's going to happen. It's so easy to get pulled down. But you can't pull people up. Very seldom that ever works. But you know what? Many, many girls fall for that trick. Because you know the guy is smart. You know the guy does? I go to church with you. I go to you a couple times and, you know, hope that, you know, you started like me, you trust me. And then when, you fin then when the guy gets what he wants from you, that's it. You see, too many times that's what happens in relationships. So girls, please, don't be those type of girls that fall for that. But for every one of us in this room, we need to be life worshipers. We need to allow Christ to be all that we are. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for all that you've done. We pray that you would help us to be life worshipers. That you would allow us to just allow your spirit to work in us. That we would give you everything that we have. Everything that we are. That you would be on in all that we do. That whatever we do, we'll bring honor and glory to you. We thank you and we praise you for all you've done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.